Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and welcome into the Starcastic Remarks studios. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm the host of Starcastic Remarks, and we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. Please use the DraftKings promo code THPN next time you go on their website, their app, or whenever you go and use their stuff for a special little offer from them. Uh, we really appreciate it. They support our uh, podcast here and also the entire Hockey Podcast Network, and we really appreciate them doing so. So without further ado, we're just going to go ahead and bring in James here tonight. Hey, James. Um, you know, this is supposed to be a uh, after-game review, but, uh, I mean... We're, we're going to change it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, we were kind of like at the last second, we were kind of like, you know, maybe we should find something else to talk about a little bit, too. Of, of course, we're going to talk about the game a little bit. We're going to talk about Zuboff, and we're going to talk about just some of our favorite Dallas Stars moments just in our lifetimes. And uh, just we'll, we'll just go from there, and we'll just see where the conversation leads. So this may not necessarily just be a uh, an after-game review here tonight, because really in all reality, James, there was not a, there's not a ton of good things to talk about, well, and well, uh, Stars kind of just got plastered by the Capitals tonight. Basically, you can sum it down to everyone was bad. Like, there, there's not much else to say. Like, there bad turnovers everywhere. The goaltending was subpar. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. There, our, our power play sucked other than the first one. That, I mean, really, what else can you, what else can you say? It seemed like that everything tonight just kind of sucked. There, in all reality, it just flat out sucked everything. And it was really unfortunate because obviously the uh, the pomp and circumstance, the pageantry of the game tonight was obviously honoring one of the greatest Dallas Stars players of all time, Sergei Zuboff. And uh, Sergei Zuboff, uh, I wish I had some of his stats pulled up, but uh, he was with the Stars from about 1996 to about 2009, if I remember correctly. And he is was arguably one of the absolute greatest Dallas Stars to play, not just with what he did, 
uh, on the ice, but also how he was basically a professional all the way throughout the game and throughout his whole career. And it, it was it was really funny to watch the, uh, the like the relationships that he had with certain players. And you know, he, all the Do- former Dallas Stars greats were there. You know, you had Mike Madonna there. Uh, you had uh, lots of other people there as well. Uh, I mean, Eddie the Eagle Belfour was there tonight. But what I thought was really interesting, James, and I, 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 th- I think this was the coolest thing ever. So the the people that were most, you know, had the most influence on Sergei Zubov's career were the three people that were up on stage tonight, and it was really cool. One of them was Kevin Lowe, who is a six-time Stanley Cup champion. He played a lot with the Rangers, and I believe the. Uh, I believe with the Oilers as well as if I remember correctly. The other was Bob Gainey, who if if you don't know who Bob Gainey is and you're a super fan, you don't know who you don't really don't know hockey. Bob Gainey has been everywhere, all over the map when it comes to hockey. And then so you got two amazing hockey greats, right? You got Kevin Lowe, you've got Bob Gainey, and who's that third person on the stage? Ralph Strangis. So cool to see that. A play-by-play announcer had such an amazing relationship with, you know, one of the greatest Dallas Stars players of all time, and I, I just, I just thought that was really interesting. Uh, d- with the fact that that you know, Ralph Strandis was up there uh, next to those two guys, and he even talked about it uh, pregame. He was talking with Brian Ray and Brent Severin, saying, you know, what, am, what the heck am I doing up here? Mike McDonald's th- down there on the ice, and I'm up here on the stage with Bob Gainey and Kevin Lowe. So it, it, it was really cool to see that. It was really cool to see uh, just all the players, all the former Dallas Stars greats uh, come and show their support for Sergei Zubov uh, becoming the sixth player in Dallas Stars history to have his number retired by the franchise. Um, I, I know Sergei Zubov was a little bit before your time and you were really young uh, when Sergei Zubov was around, but is there anything that, that specifically, like a memory you can think of about Sergei Zubov? Or maybe something that you've seen in the past, or anything like that. I mean, honestly, no. Like before, when I was little, watching, he he might have been on the screen, and I might have seen him a couple of times. But I I was just sitting around with my family at that point. But it it is cool to <laughs> like to see to see these uh, number retirements because I remember uh, Lettinens, I think what a couple couple years back and it that those are always fun to watch and they're always really cool moments where you get to have all these people together and yeah and i think uh yerry Lettinen was was retired in 2017 and madonna was retired in 2014 so uh james you're making eric feel old apparently so eric uh, well, how you doing man <laughs> he's I, not I trying to he's just a young, young boy so <laughs> how old are you again bad. i am 20? 19 19 but mentally almost 20. i'm still 17 <laughs> <laughs> hey i still work as a middle school band director as a middle school teacher so the fact is you know i ha- i may be 28 but i had the mental capacity and i still laugh at fart jokes in you know, poop jokes and stuff like that. So anyways, but it, it, it was just really cool to to see the the pageantry of uh, Sergei Zubov. And there's, and I remember Sergei Zubov even because, and Eric, I'm not trying to make you feel old here, man, but I was six when the Dallas Stars won the Stanley Cup in 1999. And I still remember just 
how much Sergei Zuboff was a huge part of that 1999 team. I, I still go back and I watch numerous videos of uh, highlights from, from Zuboff's career. I actually went and did that today. I actually watched a video. There's a video on YouTube of his very first season. Uh, I believe he was in Pittsburgh. And I watched that entire uh, highlights package. It was 94 or 95. So it was before he actually got traded to the Stars. So uh, it, it was just fantastic to watch a young Zuboff. And, you know, uh, the, he always talked about how he never was a big, you know, getting in front of cameras kind of guy. He didn't really like talking to the media. And I thought that was so interesting that, you know, one of the three guys on stage was Ralph Strangis. So, and, and you know, speaking of Ralph Strangis, I, I really miss – miss that guy so much i miss him so much just i i can still hear him you know when when he called the stanley cup final winning goal that when brett hall scored in game six at like 1 30 in the morning at i was six and i i still remember that to this day and it, it was just so cool to see all of these all of these guys come back for such a worthy guy to get it so um, but anyways, that was all pregame, and then this game turned into a complete fiasco. So it was like a, a tale of two stories here, James. So anyways, um, let's go ahead and just get into our goal summary, and then we'll talk about something else. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, let's just say all five <laughs> goals right now here in like in like a minute, okay? Yep, so go for it. All right, all right. First goal, power play goal, Tom Wilson, 13th of the season. Second goal, uh, Carlson, uh, ninth of the season, power play goal. Uh, Trevor Van Rymdinsky, which was just a floater and and his first of the year and somehow found it past Holtby. Uh, Connor McMichael with a wide open goal. He gets his sixth of the year. That makes it four nothing. And then, uh, Nicholas Backstrom, he gets his third of the year and it's five nothing Washington. Are we, are we all good? Normally, normally, normally it takes like, you know, 20 minutes for us to get through all this stuff, but there's not much to talk about tonight. Um, so I, I guess, and I, I'm trying to find something positive out of this game, but is, is there any one positive other than the whole pregame ceremony that we could talk about tonight? Anything that you saw that maybe from a specific player that showed a and, little bit more heart? I mean, Peterson still is like, he looks so good on the ice still, even with, with how bad the game went in that third period, he he was probably the most noticeable star on the ice. So it's nice to see that he he has some emotion in his game, even in a game like this. So yeah, and uh, so I, I did like his play. It, it just really stinks that you know maybe throw him in the top six. Take Gary on off off, and no, I know it, I know Chris is screaming at me from somewhere, but take him off the top six, throw Peterson on that line, and well, maybe something well, else will happen. Honestly, at this point, I, I'm debating whether even Ben should be up there either because, like, ever since he's gone back to the winger and they put Sagan in center, he's he's done bad again. Like, it's I, – I don't know why that's such a – I don't know if that's fully true either, but that's just what I've noticed. It feels like Ben has done – Worse since Sagan went back to center again. So I I don't know what the answer is because we have to have a second and a third line offense somewhere. And and you know I keep going back to you know before COVID when Matt uh, Zuccarello was here and he was an absolute perfect fit for this Dallas Stars team. 
and uh, and we let him go, and now he's on a really successful Minnesota Wild team. They've pretty much locked down that first wild card spot. They're far far ahead of every other wild card team right now, and it, it's just frustrating to you know look at that and see you know what could have been. But um, so I guess I guess we could do a decent segue into this, and and maybe this could get our, our creative juices going rather than talking about the game because the game sucked so much. Um, okay, you're Jim Nill. You have to go out and... Yes, you are now. You are the GM oh, of the okay. Dallas Stars. That's okay? not a good idea. <laughs> James, a 19-year-old in charge of a multi-million dollar uh, <laughs> NHL franchise. Um, anyways, you're Jim Nill. John Klingberg is not going to resign. You got to trade him who or what are you trying to get back? Maybe not necessarily a specific player, but who would make this, what would make this team better? What, what do you, what do you need to get out of a John Klingberg trade? If something like that happens? Honestly, you, you need a, a middle six forward. Who's going to score, not like a bottom six that maybe will score every once in a while, or you, or you just go into full rebuild and you tr- you try to get picks i mean there, there's there's not much that we can really do this season honestly like we we're missing it feels like we're missing so many pieces because if the first line isn't scoring out of their mind we, we basically lose the game it's and and i went back and i like looked at the games that we've lost it's 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 obvious like <laughs> the first line doesn't score the the game ends and we lose so seems to be the most consistent thing about this season for the Dallas Stars is inconsistency. And I can't claim that. I saw that on Twitter from somebody. So uh, honestly, I don't even know if it's that cuz like you, you don't think that's that? I think I think that's perfectly you, it. You, you can just tell that night. that like if one of hence Robertson or Pavelski are off. If one of them is off, the the night we lose the game. It does it doesn't matter what anyone else does besides the one like Panthers game that we beat them six to five. And the second line just decided that they wanted to score goals that game. Like it, it it really feels like it's, it feels like we're an Oilers team right now, except we're not relying on two people. We're relying on three. Yeah. And it's just frustrating to, to, to look at that and be like, and you're right. Um, Let's go ahead and talk about uh, a penalty kill tonight because Eric's bringing up a good point. PK is just killing us, and it—I mean, it now it's nine straight games in a row when we've had a penalty where we've given up a goal. And tonight it was multiple, the first two. And uh, what was mentioned in the broadcast is that this is the 30th ranked power play in the NHL, which blows my mind, by the way, with the fact you've got Alexander Ovechkin and. And I know he's one guy, but you have Alexander Ovechkin. He's scoring out of his mind, and you have the 30th-ranked power play. But that's beside the point. The Stars let in two goals to the 30th-ranked power play tonight. And they did the same thing against uh, Montreal, who was the 32nd-worst power play in the entire league. It it just proves that our penalty kill since since December has been the worst in the entire league. Like, by far. Because anyone that goes up against us is able to get one or two every night. It's just guaranteed. 
And if we're not scoring those back like we didn't in the Montreal game and like we didn't in this game, we're not even going to be in contention for winning the game. Like, it's not even a question. So so what's the deal? What do, what do we need to do? Is it just a, like a lack of... I mean, I mean, both of both of the shots tonight on the power play, uh, on their power play, excuse me, on our penalty kill, it, it they were just we were just letting passes through the middle of the ice, and and, that and that's really... the last thing you want is you know changing the direction that quickly, and I mean Alexander Ovechkin didn't even get a point tonight in a game that was five to nothing Washington, he did not get a point tonight, and so and... I mean, and that's really bad. That's really bad. And that that proves my point that like we only have three players. The the Capitals are a great team. They have multiple players who are going to go out and score and who can get points. And we have three players right now that can do that. That's it. So, and and honestly, for the for the penalty kill, I I don't know if it's coaching or we just or or what. But I mean, we got Fox and Glenn Denning back, and we still have Glenn Denning. We're still missing Raffle, which hurts. But like, there's no excuse. It's not yeah, it's missing a one, one of our penalty cl- killers should not sink the entire the entire penalty kill. Well, and that was something we talked about in uh, you know our preseason debut for the Dallas Stars is the fact that you know we got Luke Glendinning for two reasons: the fact that he can win faceoffs, and we would become an even more dominant faceoff team, and the fact that he's really good on the penalty kill and you know, that does, doesn't does show up for the Dallas Stars tonight. Yeah. And I, I was looking at the stats for this. And, you know, pre-COVID, um, or excuse me, uh, yes, pre- sorry, pre, pre-COVID, pre-COVID, oh. the Stars were top 10 in the league in penalty kill. You know where they are right now? Uh, they're 28th or 29th now, I think. 29th. 29th in the NHL. That is, that is a significant drop. Yeah. So what? And, and we're supposed to have a coach that's more defensive now too. So right. Well, and and that's the other thing that I want to. I was going to point out too, James. You kind of hit the nail on the head there. You, you were going right into my next segue, and the fact that the stars right now are giving over, giving up over three goals a game. Right. I think their average is three point oh seven or oh nine or now. something. It's over three and, now, according to this game. <laughs> right, and it's. I think we're like twenty first or twenty second in the league defensively defensively and that's supposed to be our our strong suit and that has that hasn't been the case this season we've we've had very good stretches where we've been able to outscore our problems and we've also had you know good i mean good times where we've you know played really well defensively but again it it, it goes back to the two words i have been talking about for the last several weeks consistency and confidence and they they have neither right now. You know, there may be individual players that have confidence, but there is no confidence in the power play. There's no confidence in the penalty kill. There is a little bit of confidence in the goaltending, which we didn't see tonight. We, we haven't talked about that yet. We'll get to that. But we just need to figure out what the heck we need to do on the on the penalty kill. I don't know if you need to go back to and watch film or or watch games from pre-COVID or you know, pre-COVID break this season and, and figure out what we were doing differently. But we need – someone needs to make to look and study and look at hours of video. Maybe that's Kelly Forbes' job. He can figure it out, the video coach for the Stars. 
and you know figure out what's different is it aggression is it we're we're just like allowing passes that we didn't normally are we not getting sticks in lanes what what is it something needs to be figured out with this penalty kill and this is what i've been kind of crawling back to recently is like it, a team can only be like your players can only be blamed for being having a bad night for so long before you start looking at the coaches and it, it really feels like a lot of this, a lot of what we are struggling with can be coached. And I, I don't know how much I actually blame the players for this. Are you on a, are we talking like a fire bonus kind of thing? I, or are we talking, talking a fire like assistant in, coach thing? I'm talking like in general, because like we, we had the five on six problem. And I, I don't know if that's fully been solved because the two, the, two teams that we kind of solved the five on six on were, were both not very good teams. And then, and now we're talking about our, our penalty kill, which has been bad for about a month now. Weeks. And it's just, it, it feels like nothing's changing. And if nothing is changing, then they're not being told to change anything. Well, it, it something needs to happen, right? and, and and I know we keep talking about this, but I and after that Montreal game, you know, even at, even now after we went on a four game winning streak on the road, they were all against teams we should beat, and you know we finally play a team for the first time in about a week that you know has playoff aspirations, and we get absolutely destroyed, and. Uh, it's not going to get any easier for the Dallas Stars over the next week and a half. It, it, if anything, it's actually going to get worse because not only do, are we playing teams that are really, you know, going to be really good, we're also going to be facing against teams who are in our own division who are top three. Nashville is coming up. St. Louis is coming up again. Um, and it's Winnipeg it's is coming bad. up too. And Winnipeg is in a running for a playoff spot. They're they're further down than us, but they're they're still ha- they still have an opportunity to uh, go and you know, get some points out, out of the Dallas Stars and where they could, you know, very clearly make a a, a shot towards pushing towards a playoff spot. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I don't think we're a below average team. You know, we, we want to think that, you know, we're this, you know, Stanley Cup contender playoff team. All we have to do is make it into the playoffs. But I don't even think we're good enough to make it into the playoffs now. I said that after the Montreal game. I said, I, we're not making the playoffs this season. We we are literally a dead even team, if not just barely below. But it's it's not just our divisional games that are coming up either. Like the next game on Sunday is against Boston. Boston is in in the wild card running, so they're gonna they're gonna want these games too. And then then we play Calgary, who we are directly competing for that wild card spot right now. Like it 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 really isn't gonna get any easier, and it's. I, I guess really we we see in these next couple of, of games, which we're we're already kind of feeling like we're leaning out of the playoffs. It, if they don't find a way to start beating some of these better teams, it's not even a question if we're out or not. Well, and and you know, and then you could argue because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like another Stars fan. We've beaten teams when they've been on giant streaks. Yeah. We've beaten Pittsburgh when they had a giant streak. We beat Edmonton when they were playing really really well. We, we, we've had games where we've played against really good teams and we've won. And, and, it, and it goes back to consistency. This team has none of it. 
Well, well, like let let me ask you, who scored the first goal in the Edmonton Oilers game in in back in October when we beat them and we shut down Connor McDavid? Who scored the first goal in the Avs game that was in that same week during that seven game winning streak? And then also in the Penguins game, like you, you ask these questions and you're all looking at the the exact same line. It's not even it's it really doesn't feel like there's a Stars team right now. It feels like there is a first line and that's it. Yeah, you're you're right. And the, I mean, there is no three in team. I guess there's no three in team. Kind of some they of the letters are in there. there pretty well, right? I guess, but but it's. I mean, you can very clearly see. I feel like we're kind of in the same boat as the Edmonton Oilers right now. No, we definitely are. Like like, like we feel like we should be better because of the players that we have, right? And we're not. And we're not because we haven't surrounded the the guys that are leading the way with other guys who can follow along. And, you know, I talked about this this past year, that third line, the identity of that third line has got to change. And now I'm, the second, the identity of the second line has to change. I, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, that second line better. is so critical. And I mean, I mean, I, and we keep, Oh, we have a great first line. Great. They they have to shoulder all the responsibilities of the O oh, of all the offense that we have to do. So, I don't know. It, it's it's just frustrating and I I don't even think we need a middle six guy, James. We need a we need a top six guy if if we're going for it, but Hey guys, this is Ryan here. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THBN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, I really... I if I'm a fortune... I top six with, with Klingberg, honestly. Like, with the way Klingberg's playing right now, too, he's not... His points have slowed down a little bit in the past week, and... He's still not playing very good defensively. That could, uh, that's obviously going to change when he switches teams. But other teams aren't going to go a hundred percent on that. And like, he, he's just he, going to be a rental too for probably for a team unless he resigns for yeah, a long and, term. And, I don't see that happening either. Realistically, he he isn't the same star player that he was a couple years ago. He's a great he's a great player still, and that's he's still a top a doubt, four. He's still, he's still, a, he's top still four. a top four. But like three years ago, he's a top two without a doubt. Right, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. It seems to, and this might be an obstute uh, observation from me, 
but it seems like they the veterans who were really really productive offensively in bonuses system are aging quicker. Does that make any sense? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like like we we look at like you know Sagan so like, and Ben and Klingberg. And, like, all three of those guys used to be, like, the guys that we leaned upon, uh, you know, to, to get offense and everything like that. I mean, Sagan is 29. He's not even 30. Ben is 32. It's not like these guys are ancient. I mean, you have guys in the NHL right now. Look at Joe Pavelski. Look at uh, Patrice Bergeron. Look at, you know, guys that are 33, 34 plus, And they're still productive in – their careers. Why can't our guys do the exact same thing? Why? And, and we're not going to know if it's bonus till he gets fired next season. So there, right now, there's nothing we can do. We we can't tell, and that that's probably the most frustrating thing to us. Honestly, is that we are stuck with bonus as a coach, and we know he's going to stay, and we won't know if if we switched him out. At the beginning of the ne- of last season, would, would things have been different? Probably. Maybe they would have been worse. Who knows? But we really I, just don't know. I just don't know if Bones was really the reason why the Stars ran to the Stanley Cup final. I I, I think I he I think he stood I think he stood out of the way and let the players take care of it, and then they just followed his organization of what he decided to do. That's the only thing I can That's, think. Of. That's what I thought they did. He did in the first place. That's why I thought the run was so cool because it really didn't feel like he was coaching the team to that final. I mean, obviously we we don't know that for sure. Or not he might have. And I mean, it's it's just it's it's frustrating to, to watch. Is the only thing. Uh, Troy Reigns on Facebook. Hey Troy, thank you for listening. Um, is Tortorella still looking for a job? I don't care. I don't want John Tortorella. <laughs> No, he's already employed with ESPN. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't. He he does have a job, and I think he would leave his job at ESPN uh, for a co- another coaching job. But I really don't want John Tortorella. I'll just leave it at that. I mean, the guy is a great media bit, and he he doesn't take any crap from anybody. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's I, hilarious I just, as a medium person. He is I love so that. funny, it's, man. It's oh, I, I mean, you, you could. I, I have literally like spent hours looking at, uh, you know, highlights on YouTube of just John oh, Tortorella yeah. going that, out there, and that, it, he's like, bleep, bleep, bleep. And he's like, well, I don't know. Well, okay, get the f out of here. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, I, I do that. That was, that was always my favorite thing about the Blue Jackets losing. <laughs> yes, or. Or uh, uh, Vancouver when he was in Vancouver. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think Van- Vancouver was the absolute worst for me, at least. So, okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and and uh, flip to the opposite side, uh, which is the power play. Um, the power play has not been very productive for us at all recently. It, it's still um, top ten in the NHL. Um, it's still top. I think it's still top five. Honestly. If it's top five, I'd be surprised because it definitely feels. Yeah, worse. they're sitting no. at fourth. But okay, but so the fourth. thing is that, that what they're doing it's not is, consistent. It's not consistent. Yeah, it's it, it. They 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 scored four against Buffalo, and then <laughs> tonight they yeah right like this is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. They they go one for seven against Montreal, and then they go four for five against Buffalo, and those those games are four days apart. They're four days apart. 
just gonna it doesn't make it. any sense. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. I'm just going to type the word consistency and let it go across the bottom of the screen for a little while. Because, I, I, I mean, it's just that we're just going to just going to put it down there. For, for those of you that are just listening, I, I have put the word consistency at the bottom of the screen. And it, it, it's just going to scroll for the next couple of minutes just because it th- that is the definition of this team right now is they're so consistent. They're inconsistent. And the crazy, or you can flip it. They're so inconsistent that they're consistent. Like, like the power play is so so crazy when it's on that they they literally can't miss the net. And then we go for like five, six games without a power play goal, and then we score another four in one game, and it resets us back to to like third or fourth in league again. Mm. So I, I don't I don't know how that works. I don't know if that's a matchup thing and we're just so good at picking apart the people who use this particular like penalty kill or something, but it's, it's crazy. Yeah. There's Troy saying consistently inconsistent. Um, maybe I should, I'm going to change the title of this uh, podcast. I know I inconsistent. consistently inconsistent. That's going to be the title of this episode where well, I'll put that up there later. Um, and Oh, Brandon, no, don't agree with you. Then. I, I agree with you on the first part, man. Okay, I've got the Mooderus on tonight because I saw it in one of the tribute videos for uh, Sergey Zubov, so I had to wear it. I love this thing. I love it just because it's so freaking ugly. But, you know, speaking of which, uh, let's go ahead and talk about a, a, a couple of positive things, and we'll cut it off for tonight. Um, and, James, I, I don't think I, I mentioned this off air, but – a uh, cool thing about the NHL for NHL news today, and I think it might have actually been yesterday, the reverse retro program is going to be returning for the NHL. Yeah, I heard about that. So that's going to be really exciting. And uh, I, I have some insider information that I, I can't talk about right now because I don't want to get said don't person in trouble. That. But I have some I have some I have some good news about it and some bad news depending on who you ask. But uh, I won't. I won't mention it here right now. We'll we'll, we'll just wait till it comes out. But uh, the apparently the new reverse retro design is much better than the uh, the whiteout. I guess you can call it the whiteout reverse retro. So, anyways, I'm really excited for that. That's going to be cool. Uh, we'll we'll get to see how that reverse retro looks. But uh, what would you want? Uh, in a another reverse retro, James. What would you like to see? Would you like to see more oh, color, something similar, maybe maybe <laughs> something like a, a reverse retro of the Mooderous? What, what what do you think? I mean, realistically, I want them to put the North Star thing on there, but that's Minnesota's thing technically now. But I think I I always liked the 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 North Star logo with the N and then there's like a star at the top of the N, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, on the, on the left yeah, on the left yeah. side over here. Yeah. I liked that logo. I don't know why that I remember seeing it in video games <laughs> when you get to go back and you get to choose <laughs> I always liked that one, but mm-hmm. that would be cool, I think. Now I, I would like to see a uh a reverse a reverse retro of this. I know it's not gonna happen, but I'm gonna keep my hopes up until it happens. And they'll, they'll just keep doing the reverse retro for three or four years, and then it will eventually happen. Fingers crossed. But even though I know it's not going to happen. 
Um, all right. So anyways, uh, what we wanted to end off on tonight, just something a little bit more positive, just because of how crappy this game was. Uh, James and I, you and I talked about this uh, from uh, off camera right before we started this. But what are you, some of your favorite Dallas Stars moments from your lifetime? Because, you know, we, we, we had Zuboff in his game tonight, and that brought up a lot of, you know, really cool memories for me and, you know, him being a part of those memories. Uh, what are some of your favorite moments as a Dallas Stars uh, super fan? So most of mine are from the bubble playoffs and this year, actually, because I haven't been watching the Stars super closely till we started doing this podcast, which was back during the bubble playoffs, I think is when we started it, actually. Mm-hmm. And right before. So, like, the first, like, big thing that, that I kind of – kind of got to feel as a star super fan was the Pavelski comeback in the flames series. Uh, I think it was game five where they came back in or game four, whatever. We were down two to one. Yeah. They came back in that game and scored like a last second goal to tie it and push it into overtime. That was, that was the most exciting thing ever, especially considering all the COVID stuff that had been going on and there's not really that much to do anymore. And, it, it was so much fun just to watch that entire that entire series. The entire playoffs was great. I, I've got so many that I, I can't even I can't even pick. I, 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 really I, I rank like three because, because <laughs> if I could just talk about mine right now and then you can go off on yours because that it'll work better that way. But the the other one I remember is is Kiwi's miracle hat trick and oh seven. I will always yeah, remember that was that the coolest for the rest thing ever. of my life. That, and then the the casting from where the I forget where it's from, but it was it was the funniest casting ever, and and it it was so much fun to watch that game and have just a random rookie, just random backup player come in and just just destroy finish, finish the Colorado off. Avalanche. <laughs> yeah, and then the last, my last like really good memory is from this year is one of the games that I got to go to. It was the game where Holtby had his crazy three save thing. The trifecta. Yeah, the trifecta. It was, and I was sitting, I was sitting right behind up in the, it was up in the nosebleeds still, but it was like lower nosebleeds and I was sitting right behind it. And I, I, I saw every bit of him doing that. It was the coolest thing ever. And the first save, I like, I jump up out of my seat and I'm going crazy because he already saved the first one. And then he makes the second and third save and I did a second jump in the air. I swear I double jumped. (laughs) (laughs) Then he pressed the A button twice. (laughs) Yes, I pressed the A button twice. It was so sick. (laughs) I can just imagine you boing, boing, going up and whatever. But, uh, uh, well, before we, oh, Eric, you stole my thunder, man. I was going (laughs) to say that. Dang it. I'll go ahead and put it up because that was going to be one of mine. Um, Eric, uh, he, he he points out the Moro 4 OT winner against San Jose. I will remember that goal for the rest of my life. And the face that Brendan Moro made. Oh, my goodness. And that team wasn't expected to go deep in the playoffs that year. Um, I cannot remember what year that was. I want to say that was... Uh, I want to say it was 2008. Uh, Eric, help me out here if you remember. Um, I want to say that was 2008 when they went into a, the it, when they went to the Western Conference Finals and uh, they just they just couldn't do it. 
But um, man, I got so many I could talk about, but I'll I'll just choose a couple off the top of my head. Um, obviously, I think one of my favorite ones is uh, the the end of an era. Uh, I think it was April tenth of twenty ten. April eighth. I had to look that up. April eighth. It was the end of an era with Madonna, with Letnin, and with Turco. And the way the game ended was just absolutely perfect, right? So it was a uh, it went to a shootout, right? Turco was in net, and uh, I forgot who who shot first, but then second was Madonna, third was Letnin, right? So Turco saves all three. Madonna goes in; he has a chance to put the stars of one and nothing in the shootout. He does it, and then Letnin Letnin is able to to put it away for the stars, and that was just like the absolute perfect trifecta for me you talked about your trifecta with Braden Holby my trifecta was the end of an era with those three players and it was just absolutely amazing um uh, another one is when uh Mike Madonna became the greatest American uh scorer of all time I I still remember that breakaway it was against the San Jose Sharks and uh I I just I I just knew I knew he was gonna score it and I knew that was gonna be it because it was gonna be a second goal of the game it, he had spent it, it had like weighed on him, you know, the fact that he was so close to getting that record, and he went like weeks and weeks and weeks without a goal. He got the first one in the first period, and then to tie the record, and then I just knew I, when he got that breakaway that he was going to make it. So I absolutely love uh, the call that Ralph Strangis made on that. But obviously, I gotta I gotta go with uh, my absolute favorite memory of all time. Uh, Kiwi is up there, is pretty far up there, to be honest with you. Kiwi in game seven, you know, hat trick. Where the heck did this guy come from? It, it's, it's got to be Brett Hall. It, it has to be Brett Hall in 1999, the Stanley Cup final winner. I, I still, I was six and I still remember being up at like one, one thirty in the morning and, you know, dad letting me watch it. And I'd, <laughs> I, I had never seen so much jubilation. And I watched uh, Ralph Strangis's, uh call. He was saying, yes, 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 the Stars win the Stanley Cup. The Stars win the Stanley Cup. And then I went back uh, as I got older, about three or four years later, and I listened to Gary Thorne's uh, call on ESPN. And, he, and uh, uh, one, of the, one of the lines I'll remember for the rest of my life is, deep in the heart of Texas, the stars are shining. And that just gives me, I mean, I'm getting chills just right now, just thinking about that and listening to those calls. So, uh, I mean, I could go on for, for days talking about moments, but th- those are just three of, you know, numerous, you know, Dallas Stars memories that, uh, that I have. So, uh, do you remember any of those, James? Our, no, I don't. But that's how we wrap <laughs> up our, our AGR, uh, against the, Washington Capitals, where we lose five to zero. So. <laughs> you just had to end it on a negative note. <laughs> yeah, I have to. Negative answer. That's my job. A A G R. You had to think about it for a second. I do because I I want to say J for some reason. A J. Oh, A J R. Okay, no, that makes sense. I I get what right. you're saying. That. All right. Well, uh, when's the next game, James? Help us out. It's on Sunday. It starts at six p.m. Uh, it's in Dallas, and we play against Boston, a team and, who is going to be hard to beat. And we we should expect to bounce back from this Dallas Stars team uh, on Sunday. There's got there's got to be a, a better bounce back from this team uh, on Sunday. But 
Anyways, guys, uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. Um, once again, we want to thank DraftKings for sponsoring us and also the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, we thank them for allowing us to do this stuff for free, allow us to talk to people on the internet and, you know, just rant a little bit about our Dallas Stars. And, uh, you know, we really do appreciate everything that they do for us. And uh, I guess we'll be with you guys again on Sunday after the game against the Boston Bruins. And uh, hopefully Chris will be with us on that game. But if not, uh, that'll be okay. And either I'll do it by myself or James will join me again. Do you have to work on Sunday? Yeah, I'm working. You got to work on Sunday? Dang. Okay. Well, it may just be me. You may be stuck with me, guys. So, sorry. But anyways, along with James, I'm Ryan. This has been Starcastic Remarks, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. Goodbye.